and welcome to Buildings of Tomorrow. My name is John Lester, and in today's episode, we're talking about sustainability certification, specifically in buildings. And I'm really excited today. Uh, I'm joined by Christoph Leikin. He is here representing Icon RG. They're a, a great consultancy working really strongly in the sustainability space. And we're going to talk about this, which is a crazy landscape at the moment. There's so much happening. Uh, Christoph, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you, John, for having me. It's an absolute pleasure, Christoph, and I'm excited to talk about sustainability certifications and what that looks like specifically in the built space. But before we do that, give us a quick introduction of, of Icon uh, and of yourself. Well, Icon is a Swiss real estate consulting company with more than 40 employees as part of the Amstein and Waltert Group with in total 1,100 employees. We are the experts in advising our clients in sustainability and digitalization topics. As you can see behind me, our company's name ICON has three C's that stand for consult, collaborate, and create. This represents our business philosophy. We consult our clients competently with our know-how, our passion, combined with traditional values, we find always suitable solutions in their projects. We collaborate with our close cooperation, we form the basis for a lasting and strong partnership. And we create added value for our clients. Our customers are project developers, private and institutional real estate investors, building owners and tenants, municipalities, architects, and planners. One of our core competences are sustainability certifications for buildings, where we are amongst the most experienced Swiss companies, I would say, with more than 2,500 certified projects over the past 25 years. So happy to be invited and give you and the audience some insights. Perfect. Hey, let's jump in. Um, sustainability certification and, and, and let's say performance certification of buildings is something that is not new, but things are changing a lot yeah. and they're changing fast. So let's start at the start. What, what does the landscape look like today when we look at these certifications across the industry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, global warming and the careful use of the limited resources of our planet are now more than ever in the focus of public perception and discussion. As we know, buildings account for almost one third of the carbon emissions and about 40% of the energy consumption worldwide. So the building industry provides a tremendous lever to reduce its negative environmental impacts and to make its buildings more sustainable. Well, coming to the landscape of certification. So it was in 1990, in, in the UK, when the first green rating system uh, was born, named BREAM. So BREAM is an acronym and stands for Building Research Establishment Environmental Assessment Method. Uh, eight years later, in 1998, LEED has been developed in the US. Again, an acronym, LEED stands for Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design. Both rating systems are currently the best known and most widely used ones. Overall, more than 40 rating systems have been created in the following years until now around the globe. So depending on the regions, there are just a few which are really of relevance. So if we can split it into three areas, looking at North America, for instance, yeah, we have LEED and BREAM, of course, perhaps again, well, as a certification which focuses more on the well-being of the employees, of the people, 
uh, in the buildings. In Europe, the same, of course, Briam, Liat, but uh, also the German DGNB uh, or the Swiss SNBS Minagi, they are very common here in, uh, in this region. So in addition to these building rating systems, which take a holistic assessment approach by additionally considering other non-building related aspects, such as location, site, accessibility, and traffic or innovation, there are also the so-called EPCs. EPCs, so EPC stands for Energy Performance Certificates. So EPCs focus only on energy efficiency and energy consumption. On a scale from A to G or green to red, they indicate how energy efficient a building is. Like we are used for electrical equipment, for example, such as dishwashers. Huh? So in addition, more and more EPCs show the amount of carbon emissions produced by the building itself. So some examples yeah, for these kind of certificates around the globe are the Energy Star, you might know it also from from here in, in Germany when you when you buy some electrical uh, appliances, for instance. Then the Green Star in Australia, the GEAG stands for Gebäude uh, Energieausweis der Kantone in Switzerland and the Energieausweis in Germany. So this is a rough uh, wrap up of uh, of this situation here we have. Perfect. So a lot going on, uh, you know, regional, a lot of global, uh, some that have been around for, for some time now, 30 years, uh, others which are, which are relatively new. If we take a step back and look across all of these different rating systems and different certifications, what's the purpose? Why do we have yeah. them and why are they useful? Yeah. Uh, in general, the purpose of any certification is to make the performance of a building visible and comparable with other buildings of its kind. So especially the latter aspect creates some pressure on real estate developers and owners to focus more on sustainability. But let's have a closer look at the two different types of certificates and start with the EPCs. When the European Union decided to launch the EPC initiative in the beginning of this century, it had the following expectations in mind. EPCs should serve as key drivers for deep renovation environmental impact reduction and healthy buildings. Then they should also serve as an information tool for building owners, occupiers and the property actors when a building or building unit is sold or rented. Then they should inform about the energy performance of the EU building stock and impact of renovation measures. And last but not least, they should map the energy performance of a country's building stock to monitor the impact of building policies, or even to support minimum energy requirements with the regulatory process. As of today, these EPCs are mandatory in Europe for A, all buildings or building units which are newly constructed or undergo major re renovation, B, all buildings or building units sold or rented out to a new tenant, and C, all buildings where a total useful floor area over 250 square meters is occupied by a public authority and frequently visited by the public. So there is no obligation to implement building certifications. They are therefore on a voluntary basis and apply in the following cases. 
for new construction or major renovation. They really give guidance in design decisions to realize a highly efficient and sustainable building and prove it thanks to different certification levels. So for instance, within the LEED certifications, we have three different levels. We have the silver, the gold, and the platinum as the highest level. And then of course, we do have the existing buildings. They are already built, they are in use, and here uh, the certifications analyze the current situation and work out improvement measures for different areas, such as water, energy, indoor air quality, and so on. Yeah, to summarize, with the increasing use of building certifications and the introduction of EPCs, sustainability is becoming more tangible and relevant when it comes to investment decisions. Especially for new buildings, no one can ignore the need to meet or even exceed market standards. Otherwise, the buildings would not be competitive in the market. Hey, Christoph, uh, thanks for the explanation because there is there is so much behind these uh, and there are so many different types, there's different expectations and, and you started to connect with my next question already in the last piece of your answer. It's it, It's, so we understand why we have them and what they do. Where's the value? And you started to talk a little mm. bit about that. What, what's then the value? What can they help us achieve by leveraging these certifications? Yeah, yeah, a good question. So actually, just talking about building certification, as I said, they are voluntary. So there is no obligation to certify buildings. But by implementing this kind of building certifications, important sustainability standards are met, which contributes at the end to a more sustainable real estate world. For sure, sustainable buildings can also be developed without any certifications. But these certifications are increasingly an essential factor, also in marketing, and thus in the value of a property. After all, we live in a capitalist world, where investment decisions must provide a positive business case as well. So there, I want to highlight three different views of stakeholders showing the benefit of building certifications. So we have the developer or investor. He invests his money to achieve the maximum profit after a certain period. For him, it is important to realize a building which is extremely attractive to the buyer and end user in terms of location, space efficiency, well-being, and energy efficient operation. The last two points can be proven through certifications, can be used positively while marketing, and usually also end in a higher sales price. Then we have the owner. For him, it is important to either use the building efficiently and cost effectively for his own purpose, then we are talking about the tenant, a corporate tenant, yeah, or to rent it out to third parties with good returns in the long term, especially after the pandemic and the increasing costs for energy. And since an owned building is always an asset for the company, the interest of the owner is to keep the fair value high. And then last but not least, we have the tenant. He wants attractive and healthy spaces for his employees on the one hand and low operating costs on the other. In addition, he pays attention to the overall sustainability performance of the building, as he may be obliged to report this in his non-financial annual reports. And therefore, he is even willing to pay a rental markup of between 2 and 5% compared to similar buildings. So 
knowing that the demand determines the price, and in this case, it's the end user, the tenant of the building, it can be concluded that certified buildings add financial value to all stakeholders. A, healthier rental space and low operating costs for the tenant. B, a higher fair value for the owner due to the higher rents and lower vacancy risks. And C, higher profit for developers and investors. Since our overall ambition as real estate professionals should be to contribute to a better and more sustainable real estate world, it is important to know and explain these positive financial impacts because they are an additional booster to the implementation of sustainable targets. Yeah, Christoph, and that last point is such a, an important one that, that uh, we have an expectation as a society, but we still do live in a capitalist world. We still have to find good ways to justify investments. And, and while we as an industry continue to improve, continue to create more sustainable buildings, have technologies which are easier to deploy and easier to, to operate, there still is an implication that comes with those that needs to be justified uh, and that needs to come right. with a, a, a tangible understanding of the impact and the value. Uh, th thanks so much. I I'd like to dive in because you've given us a really good summary of the different certifications of the different EPCs, and there is still one more level of complexity that somehow comes with this. Uh, there are some certifications that are calculated at the design phase, so uh, people, you know, through that design, you make decisions which mm -hmm. can help you make an estimate or an expectation of how a building will perform, and then there's the building in use certifications or the different stages that then look at what's really happening, how are things actually operating. Uh, can you give us an explanation of the difference and yeah. and, and the importance of, of that distinction? Yeah, of course. So actually, you just mentioned it uh, by analyzing the building sector, we must acknowledge that new construction accounts for less than 3% of the total building stock worldwide. In addition, we see that more than 80% of the building stock is older than 20 years. Just these two facts in mind, it is obvious that focusing on outdated buildings and improving their energetic performance is key to achieve the climate targets set by the European Union. So consequently, it makes sense that the rating systems can be applied also to existing buildings. So I would say that also here, LEED, uh, BREEAM, but also the German DGNB are ahead of the game in this regard. And with their own certification methodology, they offer building owners the opportunity not only to demonstrate current sustainability performance, but also to define measures that can be successively implemented to become more sustainable. But let me compare the two leading sustainability rating systems in this category. So we have the LEED O and M. So O stands for operation, M for maintenance. So LEED operation and maintenance uh, is focusing on tracking performance in energy, water, waste, indoor air quality, toxin-free environment, and occupant satisfaction. So these factors are already representing 80% of the total evaluated factors. The certification levels are quite similar or the same as for the lead new construction and major re renovation. So we have the certified as the entry level, silver, gold and platinum. Um, since we are talking about buildings in use, so they can actually differ in, in performance over time. So 
they must be recertified. And this is a period of three time, uh, three years. After three years, they have to be uh, uh, recertified. And then the second one, BREAM in use. It's a little bit different because they are the certification is split into two parts. So we have the first part only focusing on the asset itself, and then the second part uh, looking at the building management. And both parts can be uh, also be uh, certified uh, independently. Um, what is also a difference um, is that compared to lead operation and maintenance, it starts already with an as-is certification and clearly defines improvement measures over time. The rating system is also slightly different. So we have stars from one star where you have to achieve a minimum of 10% of the target achievement to six stars above 85%. And yeah, as I said, BREAM in use strongly focuses on sustainable improvements in the operational phase uh, of the asset. And the same as for LEED, the recertification must be done after three years. If we now look at the European market, I would say that BREAM in use is currently more in demand than LEED operation and maintenance. So why is this? Because one reason is certainly that for geographical and geopolitical reasons, BREAM has always had a head start in Europe over the American system. But it is also due to the fact that BREAM has focused on performance-related criteria and improvements from the very beginning, much earlier than LEED, which was very much developed from the new build approach. So, as always, there are pros and cons for one or the other rating system. So, companies with a cross-continental real estate footprint often choose LEED as certification standard due to its global spread. Companies for which the aspect is not so important might opt for BREAM, DGNB, or in Switzerland, SNBS, because they are more adapted to the European standards. So the German DGNB system, for example, has also been dealing with buildings in operation for some time now, and is also focused on the continuous improvement of building performance. So in addition, DGNB has already grown outside its German, German borders, and it is really applied in roughly 30 countries, I would say, amongst others, in Switzerland, Austria, Italy, Spain, Poland, and there are even some projects in China already certified. Either way, opting for sustainability certifications is the right way to get building transparency, to define performance improvement measures, and to secure the fair value of the building in a challenging real estate environment. Hey, uh, Christoph, uh, thank you so much. Uh, such a huge, let's say, complex landscape that you've walked us through uh, and a great summary there in your last statement as well. I think what's important for us as an industry is to recognize the value uh, and also recognizing the demand, the expectation from a society to put value to that is such a huge part of, of what we do. And, and also thank you for that summary to understand how it starts to spread around the world, uh, how different real estate companies, whether they're, they're operating in one uh, country, where they're operating globally, are starting to leverage these to drive some consistency, but also leverage these to help explain to their tenants, explain to their investors, uh, you know, how they're addressing that demand uh, from a society perspective. Uh, Christoph, thanks so much. I, I feel like we've got a lot more to talk about, but 
but uh, I, I still digest so much that you've <laughs> given us today. So uh, what we might do is pause here, but I think we can continue to have a conversation. But thanks so much for joining us and, and thanks so much for sharing your insight into the sustainability certifications and EPCs. Yeah, thank you again for having me. It was a great pleasure. Thanks, Don. An absolute pleasure for us as well. And a huge thank you to everyone out there who is listening to us, viewing us. Remember to like, share, comment this episode, subscribe wherever you find this conversation right now. And also remember that every couple of weeks, a new conversation comes out and you can be sure that we'll talk to Christoph some more because we've scratched the surface. You know, we've just had a little bit of a look at at what's out there. Uh, I look forward to talking with him more about what that uh, really means uh, and dive into a little bit more detail in the future. But until then, thank you so much for everyone that's listening and we'll see you very soon.